please stay right where you are because it's time for GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Stay tuned for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And now, your host for GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Doug and Jesse King. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org radio. We are here this week with Executive Director Jerry Henry. And, and Jerry, thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's very exciting because there are so many things that are going on right now with Georgia Carey and with various things that are happening in the Supreme Court and the upcoming convention and so many opportunities this summer to get involved with various festivals that we're going to be attending. And I really want to dig into a lot of the membership opportunities that are coming up throughout the summer, uh, particularly the convention, which I know, Jesse, aren't you going to be speaking at the convention? I've been asked to participate in a panel, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of different avenues. So w- when is the convention, Jerry? August the 5th and 6th, first weekend in uh, first Friday and Saturday night in August. Is that sure. going to be in? Um, It'll be at the Waverly, the Renaissance Waverly at so the Galleria. The Galleria we, in Marietta that right. it's usually in. Right, same one we've been in all these years. It's, they they know us, they like us, and it's really uh, easy for us to have it there because being the volunteer organization, trying to get everybody together and, and getting everything set up is is really tough and they know us and manya parker has a very good rapport with them and if we need something she goes and takes care of it they've done pretty well at holding off the moms keeping them at bay over the past years too (laughs) well they they only showed up one time and they they walked into the lobby and uh, i don't think they were real comfortable because there were an awful lot of guns, guns being openly carried. I was going to say that's there. awful ballsy for people that are and, afraid and of they guns. Were, they were told by uh, the, by the hotel people that they were not welcome in the hotel. They could go out across the street, get off the hotel property, and they could protest all they wanted to, but they couldn't do it there. But there were only like twelve of them. It wasn't a and it wasn't a monster they can demo. Protest so much with twelve people. Yeah. Well, they seem to be doing it all over the state. So i got to ask you, what does your button say this morning? It's our new button. Okay, it's I see that, it says GeorgiaCare.org on the bottom. Yep, it's one that I, I came up with. Actually, I was shooing a horse in uh, Warm Springs, Georgia, and I was talking to a lady about one of our politicians, and she asked me about him, and I said, oh, he's a Second Amendment butt. And I said, that's only got one T, by the way. And so I got to thinking about that, and I got with Mike Minkus and, and uh, a couple other guys, and we came up with this nice little orange button that says, don't be a Second Amendment butt, because so many I'm any of the politicians, but. right, they, they say the same thing. Well, I'm all for the Second Amendment, but I don't like this part. But they're all for it, but they don't like that part. So we just thought it was a cute idea, and the first time we gave them away, Buddy Simpson had, uh, had about three or 400 of them at the um, – Big Shanty Festival, uh-huh. and he gave them all out. He it, he said that would yeah. He yeah. said they were. He said they did have to explain to one guy what it meant, and the guy walked off going duh. So <laughs> probably wasn't on our side. Lead paint chips, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something along those lines. But but it has been uh, accepted quite well, and and I think it's very appropriate, especially for what's happened. In the last month or so. So we have convention coming up. We have the convention and coming up. As we did last year, we're going to do it again this year. We're going to ask you to explain what happens at convention, what all goes on, and, and to tell how much tickets are and how to get them. Is this like a Democratic caucus where everybody gets together and, and you know picks the person that no one voted for? <laughs> Doug, it's like a Libertarian caucus where you just caucus with everybody that will caucus with you. I'm going to caucus with anyone who will caucus. Oh, 
Jerry. We went to we went to this this debate with the Libertarian. Mm-hmm. The, the, this was a guy who did not win, thank goodness. But there was a debate, and we were taking questions from the floor for the Senate candidates. And I asked the one guy, I said, well, you know, let's say that you get elected as the next junior senator from Georgia. Who are you going to caucus with? Because it's going to make a big difference. And he says, well, I'll caucus with anyone who will caucus with me. I was like, oh, I laughed. Goodness. I laughed. I was like, I don't think he understands what caucus means. Uh, yeah, that's not. Uh, but at any rate, at our convention, we uh, we have a Friday night and all day Saturday meeting. Friday night is uh, get together with uh, they call them heavy hors d'oeuvres, but if you go, you won't you won't go away hungry. There's uh, plenty of food to eat. I take that as a personal challenge. And uh, well, you can try it. We're more than happy for that. Uh, and we get together after that. We have uh, our zombie shoot where we uh, shoot airs off at zombies, and it's a, a bucket raffle. Are these people that are dressed like zombies? No, they're little. They're little uh, statues that are about oh. that tall, and it's about twelve foot away from you. And you got a, a, a very accurate, <laughs> very accurate airsoft pistol that you shoot them, and each one you hit, you get a ticket for, and you put that in the bucket around uh, the, there's about 10 or 12 buckets where people have donated prizes and you pick the one that you want to to do you know we, i'm going to tell you it's so much fun. we make a lot of money off of that just at a, like i think it's a dollar a pop dollar for 10 shots and you take 10 shots if you get 10 tickets you put them in and people just sit there and go on and go on. we do it at friday night and that's all day saturday as well and then we also have our texas poker hold'em tournament on uh, friday night and then uh, a lot of us just, uh, I don't partake of either one of those. I just sit back and have a few drinks and talk to people. And, you know, you can do whatever you want to do, really. You can play play any kind of cards, do anything you want to. Just uh, a get-together, fun time. And then in the morning, we start off, uh, the Saturday morning, we start off with breakfast. And then we will have uh, various sessions throughout the day. We plan on having our uh, vendor show with uh, some of our vendors will be there with farms and uh, farms, accessories, etc. And uh, then at some point in time, and normally it's the last thing we do, we have a meet the board session where the board members and myself set up on a uh, platform and you can ask any question that you want and it will be answered. And then after that, we go, uh, we take a little bit of time off to go uh, get uh, cleaned up and dressed for the dinner. We have a uh, silent auction. We have a regular auction at the dinner, a live auction at the dinner. Our speaker this year is AWR Hawkins, who is with uh, Braybart. He's the uh, Second Amendment writer for Braybart.com. And... um, we will probably have some drawings and door prizes and things of that nature. Now, the there, there are certain opportunities for people who are life members, too, right? Oh, yes. Uh, on Saturday, the life members will uh, have dinner or have lunch, rather, with uh, our speaker who will sit there and answer any kind of questions you want. And uh, that is paid for by georgiacarry.org. So uh, all of the meals are included in your ticket price with the exception of your lunch on saturday but the life members are that's picked up for us by us and the reason lunch isn't 
provide it for everybody. It's just too hard during the middle of the day to get everybody together, et cetera. And plus, it, it ups the price of the tickets. And and there are lots of venues in the, the Cobb Gallery area for people to right. branch out to so they right. can get divergent tickets. And, and those that, that uh, they can also drive, you know, within a mile or two down the road and get almost anything you want to eat. So yeah. there's plenty there for everybody on Saturday, and that kind of lim- uh, that stops them from being limited to what they want to do. But it's normally a pretty good time. We all, if you want to see uh, about 300 people or so walking around with openly carried firearms on Saturday, it's a good place to go, and Friday night as well. I remember the first year we were there, the hall across the the hallway, there was a religious group, and Doug King was speaking, and I went into the ladies' room with little Elizabeth, Liz. Doug's daughter, and this woman says, I don't know what that group is over there, but I sure wouldn't want to make them mad or you'd go meet Jesus real fast. And I said, actually, they're not like that, no. but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I got a good kick out of that. We're very easy to get along with. We're, they're, they're, we have been there. This will be, I believe, our, it's either our seventh or eighth year. Is it eighth? I think, it's, I think this is the eighth. I think annual. this is the eighth. I, I have to watch every time I order something with something on it. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, we have been there for for this will be eight years. We've had absolutely no instances. And alcohol has been involved too. And alcohol, uh, we go into the bar and have a drink after it's over with, and we have a drink on Friday night after it's over with. Uh, if you want to get a good night's sleep on Friday night, I would suggest that you try to get on a higher floor. Don't get on the second or third floor because it gets loud out in the atrium when we get kicked out of the bar. Now, speaking of that, the rooms are available at a, at a rate for GeorgiaCarry.org That's as well, correct. right? They are. If you go to our website, uh, on the right-hand, upper right-hand corner, there's a little tab that says 2016 Convention. If you go there, you can uh, order tickets. You can buy tickets. You can get your uh, hotel reservation all taken care of. And you can see kind of what, at, when we get the final uh, itinerary, it'll be published there as well. Uh, the The tickets... I believe we went up ten dollars overall this year, but there's a there's an early bird price that, and I believe that's the same as it was last year, or very close to it. Uh, and then we have a breakdown if you only want Friday night, or if you only want Saturday night, you can have those. And uh, we also have a a payout plan for anybody who wants to, if you buy the tickets now and pay for them. I think it's twenty seven dollars. I think we go into five. Ticket, five different cycles at, uh, or five different payments at, at uh, $27, I believe. And if you buy them now and you pay for it before the early bird date is over with, then you get it at the early bird, bird price. Oh, that's good. If you don't, then you have to go for the, the other price. And some people do that. Some people don't. It's, you know, it's just up to, just up to you. A lot of people don't, don't know where they're going to be in august so they don't want to do anything till the last minute but. so we're coming up on our fir- first commercial break so oh when when we get back i know i want to talk to you a little bit about the supreme court case i also want to I ask you who the person to beat at the texas holding permit is so <laughs> folks we'll be back in just a moment and now back to georgiacarry.org radio with doug and jesse king 
Welcome back, everybody. So before the break, we were finishing up our discussion on the annual convention, which is coming up in August, and I'm sure that great many of our listeners are, are interested in, in, in planning on attending. But you had mentioned the, the Texas Hold'em tournament. So who do you put your money on? Who, who has been the person who stood out in the past, and who do you think is leading the pack this year? I'm not sure who's leading it this year, but uh, Jim James Rankhorn has won a couple of them, if I'm not mistaken. Now, the funny thing was uh, three years ago, I believe it was three years ago, we had a, uh, a Swedish TV crew over here. I think that was the year that you did the the uh, uh, prepper uh-huh. speech. And the cameraman from there won the tournament. He had never played before. <laughs> Somebody talked him into playing. The guy he was, he was uh, over here with talked him into playing and he came up winning the tournament so you never know who's going to win a tournament you know how it is it's just one of those things but if you got somebody that you're going to have to uh you're going to have to bet on i'd bet on rankhorn being up there you know he looks a little bit like doc holiday from the tombstone movie you know if you look <laughs> if you squint just right um so we've got a, a case that hit the supreme court just recently right. uh, involving botanical gardens that's correct you know herbs and guns go together so well so what what happened there, and why were we suing the botanical gardens? Well, with HB sixty, uh, we changed one word in the in the uh, in sixteen eleven one twenty seven that had to do with private property, and it made HB uh, sixty made it illegal for a uh, private entity to lease governmental property and ban guns on them. So basically, the the loophole was the government owns the land. So then, since they can't ban guns, they lease it to a private entity that then bans the guns. That's what they had been doing in the past, and that's what they were trying to do. A lot of the cities, especially Atlanta, were trying to do that. They were leasing all their festivals out so that they could have a gun-free zone. Uh-huh. And the law was changed with HB sixty. It was signed into law that said that uh, that uh, that that leasee in control has to be in control of private property and not government property. And so that's what our case was. We had a, a member, uh, I think from Gwinnett County, who went over and was uh, escorted off the property by a policeman. And so we filed suit saying they can't do that. And then, of course— So this is a civil lawsuit. He wasn't arrested for it. Right. It was just— he was escorted off. And as then, far as I know, he wasn't arrested for it, but it, it is civil. Okay. And um, then uh, we brought that to their attention. They couldn't do it. They said, oh, yeah, we can. We're going to. And, you know, if you don't like it, tough. So we did what we always do when somebody says, if you don't like it, tough. We we went to our second prong, which is or our third prong, I guess, which is litigate. You know, we educate, we lit- legislate, and we litigate. So we said we'll litigate that and uh the first court said no that it doesn't apply to to botanical gardens the appeals court agreed with that and the supreme court said no i think you need to go back and look at it again so they put it back in uh, fulton county court for them to take another look at it you know this is an interesting process because there's very few organizations that are able to take litigation not only through the trial court level, through the appeals court level, and then to successfully go to the Supreme Court level. And, you know, there's 
there is a lot of respect for the Court of Appeals, kind of because of its nature, but there's also a lot, especially in the legal community, a lot of derision in the Court of Appeals because they do make a lot of decisions which are contradictory even amongst themselves, much less in in a broader context. And mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of a Court of Appeals decisions that get things wrong, but because there's nobody to take the fight further, then that becomes the law and it stands. Right, right. I, I would not disagree with that. I, I think they have done... They've got some of our cases in the past wrong. Matter of fact, they got several of them uh, wrong. I think the first one they got right was probably one of our first cases that we appealed, and that was the preemption down in Coyote County. They got that one right. But after that, I'm not sure how many they actually got right. So many different judges, so many different panels, so many different perspectives. It's hard to have kind of unanimity at that point, which is what the Supreme Court is supposed to be for. Now, I know that you're aware that this last year, the Supreme Court's job has been fundamentally altered, that they're no longer going to start hearing like uh, divorce cases and property cases as the the first court of appeals. So they're going to actually let the court of appeals handle a lot more matters so that the Supreme Court can focus on things that are being important issues that are statewide rather than listening mm-hmm. to a property division in a divorce case right. or, or child custody matters. Right. And plus, there's a constitutional amendment on the ballot for this year that will uh, broaden the Supreme Court by two more judges. Mm. Now, if you, yeah. uh, if you like our governor, <laughs> you're going to really love the fact that he will be able to appoint both of those justices. Can yeah. we drag our feet on so, that until he's out? Well, you you can vote. Well, you can vote no, or you can vote yes. I mean, it's got to pass the the voters, and the question is whether or not the voters will will do it. And it's also how big a push uh, those that want it done will will do. Well, I have this feeling. You know, I, I get to spend my fair share of time sitting in courtrooms staring at my husband, and I feel like we have enough judges already. <laughs> We don't need any more. I think that that's going to be a prevailing sentiment among the, the general population is that there's enough justices, and why are we trying to pack the, pack the court? Well, and, but and again, as I said, part of it is going to depend on, if you remember a couple of years ago, the splots that, where they wanted to do the, the highway taxes before they just threw it on us. Yeah. If, if you remember that case, there was tons of money spent trying to get that passed now will there be tons of money trying to get this passed who knows i can't tell you yeah. but that is a possibility because there's you know it's, we're getting to the point where money's buying our rights and they're buying everything else you know well not not in every aspect not I mean, in look, every aspect look at Trump. But there's, he's there's not a spending lot of any money well that's true that's, <laughs> I mean, that's huge yeah no, seriously the person who spent the most is bernie sanders then you got hillary then you got cruz right and trump's dead and last trump's in everything last. but the polls that's right so i mean there there is a huge backlash against the they're buying our rights away mentality right now and people are getting mad well that's true but they're still spending a lot of money advertising uh, you know, when was the last time you you can remember somebody spending advertising money to urge a governor to veto a bill? Oh Mom's demand action hasn't done that. They did on on campus carry. That's my point. Yeah. Well, not Mom's. Evertown USA. Well, Michael it's still Bloomberg, the same group. Uh, yeah. You know, but they spent. Uh, I know they spent at least twenty five thousand dollars on on ads. Where do you reckon they got that money? Them. I didn't know those Mom's I had the bodies to pole dance. I can't tell you. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. Oh, but I, but, uh, I, I can't tell you where they went. I mean, we know where they got it. They got it from Bloomberg. He's trying to buy your rights one one at a time. I and my only man. question about that is, if he can buy my Second Amendment rights, what rights is he coming after next? Your yeah, First Amendment sure. rights. 
So, but you know, if, you know, if you he's not coming after it, the students at Emory are coming after it, or anybody that gets their feelings hurt. Yeah, oh, I didn't yes. realize that we were a society that could just get so butt hurt over our feelings that we couldn't function anymore. But well, that's what's happened. I understand there'll be a bill to to outlaw chalk next year. <laughs> Are you well, serious or kidding? Because I wouldn't doubt it. Free speech is never free, I guess. Dry erase uh, boards in all the classrooms. What is yeah. this world coming to? So what did the Supreme Court decide about botanical gardens? Well, they decided that um, they decided that the, the appeals court was right in one respect, uh, and that was in the um, – well, I can't remember what that was in. At any rate, what they what they decided, you probably read it no more than I do, but what they decided was that it were, was to go back to the uh, Fulton County Court and be retried, that they have to, to go forward with the case. Okay. Well, that's that's a huge victory. Yes, uh, it is. And I know that the Fulton County Court system is, is heavily overburdened, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that trial, which may end up being yet another appeal. It may very well be another appeal. And we, we see that a lot in these kind of litigation strategies, where one issue will be brought up, and then you'll have an appeal from that issue, and then it'll be remanded back for the trial, and then you have the trial, which ends up with more issues that are then appealed, which mm-hmm. is why we may need more justices. Was this an right. inter- interlocutory appeal? Well, I think that, that we the, just ca- dealt the, with, the case was dismissed for lack of something. Right. They appealed right. the dismissal. And they appealed the dismissal. Yes, gotcha. And they've been told you will yeah, take it you forward. You, what you what you did was wrong. Go ahead and look at the case. Now, um, I I read uh, something last night where one of the local uh, experts on TV said that his prediction was that the court this time would say that. The botanical gardens was effectively like a government, so therefore they could ban us, and that we would have to go back and appeal that, and they would come back, and that we would eventually win. Mm-hmm. We think we're going to win, or we wouldn't be doing it. We don't. We don't go just throw a court case out there if we don't think we have an opportunity to win it. Oh right. no, you don't throw your hat into the ring on every bullfight. Well, there's a couple of them that we let slide. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you have to kind of pick your battles in in every situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter whether it's, it's oh, yeah. guns or oh, yeah. any other political party thing. Yeah. Yep. My, yep. my husband's running for county commissioner. Right. Have you heard this? I heard that. Yeah. We're trying to pick our battles, too. <laughs> Good. We had a, an interesting case come up with my practice this last week involving uh, issuing of a Georgia firearms license mm-hmm. and a probate judge that just didn't want to do her job but that's a separate matter we'll be back in just a few moments we're at a commercial break folks so hold on tight and now back to georgiacarry.org radio with doug and jesse king welcome back everybody when we took the break we were talking about um, the Botanical Gardens case and how it's been remanded back for trial. And, and there's a lot of litigation that has come up um, in the last couple of years that Georgia Carey has been focused on trying to get these things up to the Supreme Court, get good rulings out, get things changed in addition to the, the legislative strategy. Now, I know that this is uh, an election year, a mm-hmm. rather big election year, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of seats that are up for grabs. What, what does the legislature look like going into this fall election season and what we're thinking about for next year's legislative body? 
I don't really see a whole lot of uh, difference in this coming uh, legislation, legislator, legislative session, General Assembly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I don't see a lot of difference from last year to this year. Mainly, the differences will be we had several people resign office, you know, because they've been there for bukus of years, or they wanted to run for another office. Uh, and there were a lot of 2A guys that, that did resign. And we're trying to get those guys replaced with other 2A guys. And then uh, we have Dusty Hightower, who was appointed to a judgeship. Uh, and uh, we'll need to replace him, hopefully, with a good 2A guy. He was a, he was a very strong, staunch supporter of ours and of the Second Amendment. And uh, we need to get him replaced. And, you know, the governor's not going to change. The lieutenant governor's not going to change. The only question is the other people that are running. And an awful lot of, of guys uh, uh, are not opposed, so those are not going to change. Well, you know, the, it's this, the opposed or not opposed isn't over yet. I mean, we're here we are in the beginning of May, and there's still um, the Republican and Democrat primaries coming up at the end of this month. But qualifying for independent candidates or for third-party political body candidates doesn't close until July 12th. Right, right. So right. there is still a possibility of some people rising up in, in the interim following um, whatever happens in the Republican primaries. Now, in Georgia, if you run in the Republican primary, you cannot then run as an independent or third-party candidate after that. That's correct. So those those candidates would be preempted. But I, what I'm thinking is something more of a Trump effect as more and more people are being brought to the polls who are not your normal voters that we could see a real shift in the way that things happen going into November this year. Well, that's entirely possible. I I really haven't given that an awful lot of thought. Uh, I go just basically relying on what has happened in the past and, and the people that we're dealing with now. I don't know that that will be a big upheaval and if it is then to me it's more power for us because the the independents and the libertarians are going to be more on our side than uh even the republicans than an awful lot of the republicans there are some republicans that are are very very staunch but uh there are some that that are there they're they're a second, a yeah, second amendment second but amendment guys but. Yeah, well, you know, when you look at the the totality of the party, sometimes you start to wonder if the people who are really staunch Second Amendment supporters are are the Republicans in name only. Because there's an awful lot of people who are claiming to be Republican who don't take these kind of core values seriously. Well, I agree with that. And and I agree with what you said, I believe, last week on last week's program. And that is that, that an awful lot of the guys that are that call themselves Republicans are really more libertarian than they are Republican. And there's a, so, a lot but of... They, but to a degree, they're, they're kind of... You, you mentioned two-party system, which is basically what we have here, one-party system, you get down to it. Yeah. But if you look at that, uh, an awful lot of those guys... Um, an awful lot of those guys that... Uh, I haven't lost my train of thought. Well, you know, when we're talking about all of these different Republicans who have, I mean, it's a big tent party, so you've got divergent interests, right, you've got right, divergent look. Right. But oh, what I was going to say is, if you remember, you know, people people jump on on politicians as being, well, he was a Democrat twenty years ago. Well, twenty years ago, there wasn't anything in Georgia except Democrats. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Texas, and we didn't have anything in Texas twenty five, thirty years ago that were not. 
uh, Democrats. Reagan was a Democrat. Yes, they were all Democrats. So, so those I kind of, kind of just kind of sweep through those. There are people that change parties that you know right away are not uh, conservative in any way, shape, or form. But that's the only way they get elected. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these guys, and my point being, a lot of these guys who in the Republican Party are in fact libertarians don't run as libertarians because they can't get elected as libertarians as easily as they can get elected as Republicans. Well, I, I know from personal experience that you have to have so many signatures just That's to get correct. on the ballot that it's almost impossible. But there was a case this year that is changing that. It's right. reduced the number of signatures for a right. presidential nominee down it's to being 15, 15% right. of what the original right. number was. Right. And that could really open up the, the floodgates. It could. It it's being well could. appealed, though. They don't like that. No, the Secretary, well, no. Of, State. Secretary of State's having a cow. Well, well, the Secretary of State is a political office, too. That's correct. He, so. he still has to do his job. Yeah. If he wants to appeal it, that's fine. He can appeal it. If he wins, he wins. If he loses, he loses. That's but right. he has he has a vested interest because he of is course. an elected, you know, name party candidate, and his job is to protect his party. That's and, correct. And I don't think that, that we should look at the Secretary of State and say, well, my goodness, you shouldn't be a Republican when you're saying you're a Republican and try to defend the Republicans, but that... By having that be a political office, it is mired in this sort of of back and forth. Right. Uh, And we get into that. Unfortunately, uh, that's what our founding fathers warned us against was parties. Yeah. You know. Unlike conventions, because we're all for conventions around here. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But the parties, you know, you get to where you're not not worried about the government. You're worried about the party. You're not worried about what's happening to the country. You're worried about the party. There's issues with parties where they've limited our access to choices. Sure. So they go, you can have this or this. Well, what if I don't want that or that? What if I want another? It's like going to Baskin Robbins and being told you can either have chocolate or vanilla when there's a nice key lime pie flavored ice cream down at the end, and I'd like to have it. Right. You wanted the 33rd flavor, and they only have 32. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, this – we're kind of – going into yes, the deep are. end of politics here and i know that we were, we were trying to stay focused on some of the bigger accomplishments of mm-hmm. georgia Kerry over the last year um i wanted to just touch briefly on on governor deal's veto and what's what's the party line from georgia Kerry about it well i don't know that we have a party line i, I we don't sit down and say this is what we're going to say we, we each say what we think uh, and I, I was not too surprised that he did it. I was more surprised that the bill actually got to his desk, because in years past, anything that did that had anything to do with schools or campus uh, was stopped by the Senate. Well, not everything. HB well, HB eight twenty six was not stopped because nobody read the bill. Apparently, I, I don't know. I know that. I know that we we sat there and watched it and read the bill and knew what it said and we and told everyone, our members be quiet. Yeah, Don't everyone everyone on the forum was like, "Shut up! Shut, shut up, up! Shut up!" That's right. <laughs> because because we knew uh, what that meant. And uh, when it came time to sign the bill for the governor to sign the bill, uh, that's when he found out from his lawyers what he was doing. Uh, he he asked which bill. Or his staff asked which bill uh, we wanted to sign first, and we said HB 60. And then he found out uh, a day or so later that from his attorney that if he did that, that we were going to get there. What we were trying to do is eliminate what happened because 
if he signed HB 826 last, then he couldn't use that as an excuse or he couldn't use the other bill as an excuse not to put that into law. And as you know, he signed that bill saying that when he signed HB 60, it overrode HB 826 because it was the last one. And that's true if there's a conflict. But we knew there was never a conflict. And the and Fulton uh, County Superior Fulton Court, County Superior Court said there was never a conflict. It was just that we were suing the wrong people. Yeah. And so then it kind of rocked along, and we, we tried to sue everybody. We tried to sue the, the Code Revision Committee. We tried to uh, sue the well, – matter of fact, we even tried to get the Code Commission uh, eliminated. And we sued the, the governor along with the – the um, lieutenant governor and a speaker and, and everybody else that had anything to do with that. And we were always, it's the only, uh, they're either right or you don't have standing type. Mm-hmm. And until your case came along in the cab, then we were, we were kind of stuck. We had a board member that tried to get arrested and <laughs> was told he would not be arrested in that county. They didn't want to open up that can they of worms. I know who you're talking about. They did not open up that can of worms. <laughs> well, and you know, so. the cap has been fertile ground for us before with oddball cases. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the, the sawed-off or the short-barrel rifle right, case? Right, right. I remember that. You remember them saying that it was a rifle because it had rifling in the barrel? Right. <laughs> it wasn't a rifle because it had rifle. Well, it was it was a rifle because it had rifling in Don't the barrel. Don't all right. firearms have rifling? All, all the handguns and rifles do. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of the older don't. You know, if you if you got a muzzle loader, they're not necessarily rifled. Or a shotgun. Or a shotgun's not uh, not necessarily rifled. It they could can be. be. They yes, can, they can be. be. Anything can be rifled, but uh, they didn't start rifling till uh, I think a Kentucky when the Kentucky long rifle about the first mm. rifling or close to it. There, there might there, have been I, some tried before. It. There were some French designs that had right. rifling. And they form of it, and they realize what it did for you, you know. And and you know the perfect example that I give everybody when they talk about what does rifling do, like throwing a football and putting a spin That's on right. it. That's right. Watch a football in the in the NFL. Watch the football come out, and it'll just spin right down, just as straight as it can be, spinning the whole way. You put the That's spin on it, it goes straight, but you throw it without right. that spin, and it wibble wobbles it's, everywhere. It's that knuckleball effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they used to say he can't hit the. The broad side of a barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. From inside <laughs> From of it, too. Okay, folks, we are up at a commercial break. We'll be right back for the conclusion of the show in just a couple minutes. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Jerry Henry, the executive director of Georgia Carey. And I know, Jerry, that you know you listen into us every once in a while, and we, we always tell people how to join and become members. So why don't why don't you take it this week? Oh, and, okay. And I'll be more than honors here. <laughs> we have numerous ways. Obviously, the first, the easiest way is for you to join online. You can go to our website, and up in the top left hand corner, you'll see uh, four big old letters that say J O I N join. And you click on that, you can go uh, sign up on the uh, on the website itself on, and pay online, or you can print out a, a mail-in application, and you can send that in uh, with your check. It's $20 uh, a year. Uh, you can also join, uh, sign up as a life member, which is $500, and we now have about 200, and we're pushing 240 life members. So uh, you can do it that way. We have numerous festivals, numerous gun shows uh, throughout the 
the state, uh, at this, especially at this time of the year, we have all the festivals coming up well, and in the fall. Talk, I want to talk about the festivals particularly. Sure, sure. What, what is coming up? I mean, we're here at the beginning of May. What's the big festivals that are are down the pike? I I know that the, we've got, what is it, uh, Shaking Knees that's coming up in Atlanta. This It's a music festival. There's a whole bunch of things. Well, we've got, we, we go to, uh, to uh, Pride every uh-huh. year. Uh, and that's a big one for us. We have the Moonshine Festival up in Dawsonville every year that is big for us. We also have uh, Pickens County Sheriff has a, a Jeep, uh, what's it called, a Jeep, Jeep race or Jeep, Jeep-a-thon, whatever it is that they have up there to put on. Um, it's a fundraiser for uh, children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's uh, kids, uh, something care for kids or something along those lines that they do that for and that's always a big one for us in uh, hogansville uh, this fall we have uh, the uh, hummingbird festival oh cool oh that's we fun. have we have it's it's hard for me to remember all these because i only see them normally when they come up a month or so in advance but those have always been very good for us and it shows a kind of a diversity i mean it's not right. just that you guys are going to the gun show you're going to the hummingbird festival you're going to music festivals you're going to the big shanty festival this is a couple we weeks were, ago yes we were there what one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is the only re- the reason we only went to gun shows for years was because that's the only place we could go because of the public gathering laws. When S- SB 308 was passed in 2010, then that opened us up. And we still have some festivals that we have trouble getting in that won't, you know, they don't like the guns or whatever. But most of the time when we go to a, a festival, oh, another one is the Mule Days uh, up in uh, Gainesville this fall. I think it's have in... You- in September, October. Have we thought about the Cowboy Days over at the um, Booth Western, Western, Art, Western Museum. Art Museum? I I couldn't tell you that, but I, all I, you have to do is put it into me, and we'll figure out how to do it. But I went out there for Cowboy Days um, last year, and, days and I went for Truck Wagon year. Days this year. And it's they have a multi it's a multi day event. Now they don't allow guns in the museum, but most of this is outside, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it might be a good place of contact because that museum has a large collection of historic Colt revolvers. Mm-hmm. And I know that the museum director is a cowboy action shooter. Send me the information. We'll see what we can do. We'll do, Jerry. We have. Um uh, I, I thought of another one. Oh, uh, one of the things that we have just uh, are just entering into. The um, there's a Masonic rodeo down um, in um, can't think of the name of the town. I didn't think you could rope Masons. Oh yeah, it's you put to, on. You by have to use nylon. It's put on by the Masons. It's a, it is a and it's a fundraiser for the Masons for uh, their charities. You know, the, the Masons do a lot of work for children and yeah. and various charities. And um, that's what the we circus have, is, isn't it? That's, the, a fundraiser and, and that's for the coming. Hospital. As a matter of fact, I'm excited about that. The kids that's love coming, it. Uh, this uh, in another two weeks, I believe. Uh, but we uh, we purchased an ad to have a four foot by eight foot banner on the arena out there. Oh, cool! For the next year, and uh, we also have tickets that we may just be giving those away to members. Uh, we got so many tickets for buying that ad, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's. Uh, the arena is on the highway where an awful lot of people from around Macon, et cetera, that are headed to Georgia football games have to go right by it. So we decided that might be a good place to put a banner. 
Now, George, now, Georgia football. Jesse's a big fan of Georgia football. That's, she even has giant exactly. stickers on her RV that are about eight feet tall of Georgia Bulldogs. So what happened is I bought a used RV. The kids were um, excited about an RV. John had got a Lego set that was a little RV. And I started searching for an RV because we had bathroom problems when we were traveling. These kids, I swear, you couldn't mm-hmm. pass a rest stop. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, now we don't have, we got all the way to Jekyll without stopping at a single rest stop Good. this time because it's in the back, you Good. know. Good. But I bought it and it has Georgia Bulldogs all over it. And I've got to find somebody that can remove the decals because I'm not probably, a big football a fan. Tech person could figure out how to do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> take a hairdryer and heat them up. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. That'll do it. But uh, like I said, we have numerous uh, festivals. Anybody that that ha- knows of a festival we don't go to, let me know, and we'll do our best to get there. I might be able to hook uh, you up <laughs> if we can. Well, you know, our biggest thing is we have to get the volunteers to do it, and we need more people in our our membership to volunteer because we we run a lot of these these volunteers ragged. I Absolutely. see, you know, Mark Gilbert and and Buddy Bruce, John Bruce, Bruce. Yeah. yeah, John. Yep. Chote or Chote. Yep. his last name. Yep. He, those guys you see it at every opportunity they can to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And it's great at them, but they've got to get a little tired. Yes, I, I agree. We don't we don't like the fact that they can burn themselves out. We would much prefer them to do it. Take a little bit of break here once in a while and be Mark Gilbert's not going to take a break. I but but well. I honestly believe that he really enjoys it, and that's why he Oh, does he does. It. It, it, it gives him a chance to get out and get among people and, and – uh, Oh. Pick at people. We likes to pick at people. We like to pick back. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, of volunteer opportunities, you know, if you're listening to us on online today, don't. It's much better to listen to us on the radio, right. and and we would love to talk, reach out to your local station, whatever your favorite talk station is in your area. If you'll contact the general manager and let us know at radio at georgiacarry.org, we can reach out to this general manager, That's follow correct. up with them, and help get this on, on the air around you so you don't have to waste your bandwidth. Right. Fact, well, can, then you don't have to stay at home on Saturday morning and drive down the road and listen to us. I can personally guarantee a, a visit to that manager by either Doug or myself. If you just send us some information, we'd be more than right. glad to go talk to them. And, and we won't even threaten to break kneecaps this time. No, no, no kneecap <laughs> breakage. We got in trouble the last time. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> but uh, like I said, we have plenty of plenty of volunteer uh, places to volunteer this year. Every year we do. And uh, right now we're trying to wrap up the convention and uh, we're we're also looking into what on what we touched earlier we're also looking into what uh we might want to try to do legislative this year we will uh any teasers I, no no not particularly other than that we're going to um we plan to have a bill ready to go and be dropped right in the beginning of the general assembly normally as you know it waits a while to get to the end and then we wind up standing down there at midnight to get it passed. Mm-hmm. Did you see what happened in West Virginia this week with the veto on their permitless carry bill? And they overrode the veto. Right. I right. applauded them. I was like, yes. Well, I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we were talking about. Well, you know, the six. thing about the thing about campus carry is it was it was passed by every Republican in the Senate voted for it, and there were either no, there excuse were, me, there was one in the Senate that didn't vote for it. And there were two or so. It was unanimous in the House. Unanimous in the House. And one guy in the Senate, Fran Miller, voted against it. And one abstained. 
And uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, it, well, there was one member in the House that did not vote. You're talking about HB 826, right? Yep. No, no, no. We're, I'm talking about HB uh, 859. Oh, okay. The governor vetoed that, and it was it was a vast majority by everybody. So his his one vote counts more than the rest of our. And see, I don't think that that's very fair. Well, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep, it is what it is. So there's there's other opportunities to fix campus carry coming up. Oh yeah, we're, we're we're all very excited about what's going on. Oh yes, and we're excited about the upcoming session. And we're excited about the festivals and the convention and all the opportunities to get involved and meet people of like minds and yes. get into. Get new members into the organization. So I have an idea for something we can do at the convention. You ready? Sure. We need to play horseshoes. <laughs> no, I don't think so. This is wrong, I, isn't it? No. When I go to when I go out to party, I don't want anything to do with horseshoes. <laughs> Work. <laughs> it's work again. <laughs> well, there there have been some suggestions about uh, things that that we want to talk about. And one of them was with was from uh, one of our life members at the uh, USCC uh, Expo last year or last week, uh, and they talked about uh, it was talking about uh, from a female point of view how men should allow the women to buy their guns and things of that nature oh. and how to help them pick out the gun that they think they want things yeah. along those lines and and how to. She believes how to effectively bring more women into our group to to push we're, instead of just, we're just being there end. because they're women. But we saw a man trying to get this woman to buy this gun while we were oh. in Valdosta. And we were both standing there like, oh. I'm like, Jesse, no. go talk to her. Go talk I was to her. Like, like, I'm not butting in their conversation. No, Are you out no. of your mind? But. Well, I, I wanted to say, lady, don't buy what he's trying to sell you. It's crap. Well, you know, the, you know, the old question that I always say, is, and that is, do you let your husband buy your bra? Then you probably shouldn't let him buy your gun no, either. You know, it's just as personal as that. You're right about that. <laughs> well, we're here at the end. Thank you so much for joining us today. I certainly We've enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed a it. Well, I I like getting down here once in a while. I, I like for people to know who I am. You know. I don't think there's and, any game. <laughs> <laughs> like, we haven't uh, seen you enough on Al Jazeera this year. <laughs> well, well, Al Jazeera went bankrupt. I guess that was over me. Huh? So, <laughs> at any rate, but yes. That's it. We'll yeah. see him next week, right, Jerry? Say we'll bye. see you. You bet. Bye. This has been GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Tune in each week for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.